Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. Hello, and welcome to Muskoka Unlimited on 88.7 FM, The Bay. Without Chris O'Cutesy. He decided to take a leave of absence and asked me to sit in as interim host for a few shows. And who am I? I'm Jenny Cressman, and I promise to do my best to fill the big shoes Chris has left behind. It's going to be fun. And as Chris likes to say, let's jump right in. My guest today is K.M. Worstein. Now, I'm going to have to struggle a little bit not to say Karen, because I've known this person for... 30 years. Well, we both moved to Muskoka around the same time 30 years ago, got acquainted with each other, I think, in probably the first year. And I've always found, I'm going to say Karen, KM, who's, she's transitioning into a new stage in life. So we'll talk about that later. But if I say Karen, it's the same person as KM. Anyway, KM. I'll answer to either. <laughs> yes, that's good to know. KM is an intriguing person with eclectic interests and awesome writing skills. And so let's start a little bit with some of your background in writing. And then we'll talk a little bit more about your current projects. And then in the second half of the show, we'll move into a really important piece, the Muskoka Novel Marathon. Mm -hmm. So you got started here in Muskoka doing some freelance writing for um, a magazine that I was involved with. Actually, before that, that right. a newspaper as well. That I think right. I, I gave you your, your toehold in that publication before it uh, moved on to other things, or we all moved on to other things. <laughs> that, that would be tr- I think you gave me a toehold in a couple of publications. Actually. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you owe me big favors. <laughs> <laughs> like, I haven't done enough. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, right now, you're involved with Cottage Country C- Cuisine, a lovely column yes. in Unique yes, Muskoka right. Magazine, mm-hmm. which is um, a wonderful publication that's just started coming out this summer. I think the... Oh, no, no, no. It goes back to 2016 or 20... Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, you mean this year? Yeah, this year. It's more of a summer publication. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, We do five issues. Actually, usually six issues, but it was... Um, it was lowered to five because of COVID. Oh, yeah. COVID-related issues. Uh, so many things. So many things mm-hmm. have been related to COVID. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, the novel marathon has changed due to COVID. And that's... That is true. Yes. But yes, more on that later. But mm-hmm. let's find out a little bit more first about you. You've given me some information, so I'm going to try to distill it into a, a short form, and then we can talk more in detail about it. You're okay. a traditionally published novelist, and that was before you even moved to Muskoka. You've published, was it three fantasy novels in the 90s? Three fantasy novels, or you could call them two and a third, because okay. the third one was a collaboration with two other writers. And, and I did, uh, I, the, the publication was almost around the same time. It was March of 1991 that my first book came out. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Muskoka in uh, October, September 91. Um, and uh, yeah, they're, they're really science, science fiction novels, fantasy novels, more marketed as fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were awesome. They were, yeah, I read them. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very, very interesting stuff, and quite the, the uh, adventure novels. <laughs> yeah, lots of sword fights, lots of psychology. Yes, <laughs> to both of those things. 
So after that, then you started doing freelance writing in here in Muskoka. Uh, yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. I and mean, I did, did a little bit of it in Toronto, but not okay. that much. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, um, you have to make a living. Yeah. So the <laughs> Huntsville Herald, we'd both worked for the Huntsville Herald, Huntsville Herald when yep. it was still going strong. Yeah. And then Muskoka Magazine. And that's where yep. we really got better acquainted, I think, through Muskoka Magazine when I was the editor and I had you as mm-hmm. one of my, my favorite stringers. Aww, you, you're you. usually very good about deadlines and I and, <laughs> didn't have to do much work editing you. And you were one of my favorite editors. <laughs> maybe my maybe my favorite. There were all good things about all of them. Okay. All right. Well, big hugs and a across the table That's right. <laughs> um, but you've moved on to other writing projects now and actually in the last seven years you've sort of shifted some of your writing focus and energy into um, something a little bit different do you want to tell us about that I absolutely will um, in 2015 I became acquainted with the um, fact that there's such a thing as reincarnation research science Hmm. on reincarnation and that got me very excited i'd had my own past life experiences kind of wasn't inclined to credit them because of the way i was raised i was raised very atheist non-spiritual you know uh, must stay rational and so on um and, and that just totally intrigued me and i took a course and I made a friend with, uh, with uh, uh, one of the top researchers who has become a mentor really. And, um, and then writing opportunities happened, which is, it's, it's actually very difficult to make a living writing about parapsychology or reincarnation or anything like that. Well, I think it's, you're just making it even harder. As a writer, it's difficult to make a living, period. Well, that's true. You, <laughs> you're you narrowing the field <laughs> down true. to a very specific area that's but, even more challenging. But, but it's easier to, to, to make money writing travelogues or, mm. or, sure. or, you know. So, um, uh, so I have actually received a couple of grants for academic work and Mm -hmm. I've put out a couple of papers, one of them in 2019 and one of them that's about to come out. Yeah. Two academic papers. That's pretty heavy duty. Oh yeah. Peer reviewed and everything. Yeah. yeah, I went through the peer review process. That was like, Oh, Oh, ow, ow, that hurt. Oh, you're, oh, you're criticizing the main researcher, the the father of reincarnation research too. Okay. I feel much better now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I can't take it personally. (laughs) Yeah, you don't, you don't. Um, and uh, and then I got the uh, the engagement with the Sci Encyclopedia. Okay. Which I give a link. I wish I could give a link over radio. Uh, but if you Google Sci Encyclopedia, P-S-I Encyclopedia, uh-huh. you can get to it. Well, um, these, do, just so you know, yeah. these shows are going to be aired on Hunters Bay Radio, right. The Bay, 88.7, on Sunday, Sunday morning, and then again at Sunday night, mm-hmm. late in the evening. And after that, they'll be available as podcasts, which I will post on Facebook. And you can then add a link so people can look for the link on Facebook if they want to and don't feel like Googling it themselves. <laughs> okay. 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 Fair enough. And uh, so I have written, um, I think I'm at 115 articles. Yeah, wow. Between, mm-hmm. yeah, I started in 2016, I think. And, mm-hmm. and I edit too now. I'm, I'm one of the editors. And um, have learned a lot that way. Mm-hmm. It's actually been kind of like uh, getting a degree in parapsychology um, by, by taking a course where you have no lectures, no professors, no exams, 
just three or four term papers every month and you get paid for them. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so you're so, enjoying that gig. I am. I am. I mean, you know, it's, it's there's stress and deadline and, and deadlines and, and stage fright, you know, writer, writer stage fright. I get that kind of thing. But, but um, I count myself lucky mm-hmm. very much so to be able to do that. So yeah. tell me about some of the intriguing stories of reincarnation that you've been able to research and write about. Um, well, I'll tell you one that we have uh, on the burner right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to turn out because it depends on whether we can identify who the previous incarnation was. Ah. But there is this three-year-old girl uh-huh. in India in a family that speaks only Hindi and Marwali, like Indian languages. There are yes. a lot of, by anyone who thinks there's only one language in India is, is way off. There's yeah. like 80 of them or something like that. Um, anyway, none of them speak English except for the older brother who's taking it in school and it's very elementary and he has a broad accent. Mm-hmm. And she speaks English and she speaks English like a, an American or a Canadian three-year-old. Wow. And she says that she remembers that she was a yoga teacher huh. in California. She's mentioned Los Angeles. Wow. And she's mentioned names of a couple of other people, associates, says she owned a camel. Okay. In and- Los Angeles? Yeah. Huh. Yes. And there are, I, I, first thing I looked was whether it's legal to own a cam- camel in, <laughs> in California. Cause otherwise that, if not, yeah. that would throw the story into sure. doubt. Right. Yeah. And it is. Huh. And it turns out that there is a camel community. There's a community of camel owners in <laughs> California. Well, and, and who, who are apparently more forthcoming with information than the yoga community is go figure. Cause hmm. I have a person down there. The first thing I did yeah. was or the second thing I did was um, talk to my friend in California who's who's into reincarnation research to some mm-hmm. degree. And uh, so he was looking. And then I, I actually have two people researching that end of it, trying to identify. Yeah. And, uh, and she speaks only English. She understands Hindi, but she speaks only English. Wow, that is really intriguing. It, it is. It's actually a groundbreaking case. Be a oh. huge case. A huge case if it turns out if we can find the person. So, are there pretty good odds that you'll be able to find the person she was? It's hard to know. Huh? It's hard to know because, for one thing, we're not getting all the information that she's putting out because yeah. um, she th- nobody understands English well enough around her. Ah, right? okay. Yeah, so it's a problem that way. Wow. That, that's, that's and how did you connect facing. with her in the first place? How did she come forward uh, to somebody your purview? Posted, somebody posted a video about her case um, on a big Facebook group that I'm on. And, uh, and that video actually has had 2 million views. Okay, we're going to need to take a little break, okay. but we'll be right back. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. Welcome back to Muskoka Unlimited with Jenny Cressman and Karen K.M. Worstein. <laughs> I'm still practicing the new name. Um, so we left things off at, before the break. We we're talking about reincarnation. And this leads us very well into talking about the Muskoka Novel Marathon. Because 
I am going to be writing a continuing series of short stories. I started last year in the Muskoka Novel Marathon, and this year I'm going to be writing more short stories about reincarnation. And I hope, you, I hope you're not going to submit them to the contest. No. Because <laughs> I was just going to say all the judges have just found out. No, no. I, it's a continuing project, so I knew it didn't uh, okay. qualify for submission anyway. Um, but it, for me, it's, it's all about Cuba, and I've been studying Cuba for the last more than a decade. That's what she calls it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, you know, going to Cuba changed my life quite liberally. And I... You learned a lot. I know you Yeah. Learned. And, you know, as Karen well knows, um, yeah. I have led tours there and... You know, oh, yes, I have been on some of them. And, that's and I right. was doing lots of research too. I had a great yeah. time. <laughs> but but in my studies, in preparation for leading tours down there and leading groups, I did a lot of reading and studied the yeah. history of Cuba, yeah. and I felt a really strong connection there. So I, who knows? Maybe I had a past life in Cuba. If if you had told me that that would have, and, and I didn't already. You know, if we hadn't already talked about this, that would have come right to my mind. It's like, oh, connection, fascination, a very strong fascination yeah. with another place and another time. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I feel so comfortable when I'm there. So, yeah. so um, yeah, our, our travels have have had such an impact on both our lives. I know um, we're going to talk more about the Muskoka Novel Marathon, but I just wanted to mention, when you were in Cuba on one of those trips, you sang, and that led you to uh, feeling comfortable to being part of the Muskoka Rock Choir. It, it definitely helped. Yes, that is true. Yeah, yeah. That is true. Yeah, anyway. With, um, with uh, oh, what's his name? The singer. Oh, that wonderful Yeah, guy. Robert Tico. Robert Tico. Yeah. <laughs> he was so encouraging and so professional at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and such. Hot like salsa. Oh, my God. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. Okay, but we better step away from that topic a little and get back yes. to the Muskoka Novel Marathon, right. which is coming right up. And it that's why right this up. show July is so 15th, important. July 15th to 18th. Uh-huh. So we are a week away or six sleeps, as we like to say. Now, how many and years has the Muskoka Novel Marathon been going? Uh, this will be the 21st. 21st. Last year was the 20th anniversary. So, uh-huh. And last year, of course, had to be completely online because of COVID. Last year and the year before. Yeah. Yeah. So that did have an impact on your fundraising, but in total, you've raised over $200,000 for literacy projects here in Muskoka. Uh, yeah, I think it's, I think we can safely say it's over 213, but I, I, okay. I, I need to do the math. I need to yeah. go back into the historical and, and do the math to get that exactly right. But it's a large amount of money. Yeah, that's right. It is. Yeah. And your so. biggest year was just before COVID, I think. It was how much did you raise? Uh, not just before. 2016. 2016. And okay. raised $36,000. Which is Which awesome. is amazing if you think yeah. about it. Because yeah. there's 40 writers. Mm-hmm. So they have to average, average 900. Wow. And they did it. Well, and they, yeah, yeah, there's, there are some people who are just so awesome at fundraising. Mm-hmm. I personally suck at it, yeah, but me too. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm, I have a little thing on Facebook. People can see if they want to, you know, contribute through me to support this endeavor, but they can also contribute directly through the YMCA, right? Uh, through the YMCA or through the Muskoka Novel Marathon website, mm-hmm. which is easy to remember, MuskokaNovelMarathon.com. That's it. Yeah. Uh, and there's donate buttons on there and there's support a writer buttons on there and, yeah. and, and so on. And so, so these, yeah, so it, it's easy for people to donate. And then the programs that they use it for, it's not just literacy. It's also helping with other things. Is that correct? 
Um, yes, they because they you know there isn't just a demand for literacy. There's a demand for numeracy. There's a demand mm-hmm. for computer skills. Yeah. Um, with the the problems in Syria, there came to be a bigger demand for ESL, English oh, as a Second Language. Uh-huh. Uh, now that is going to happen again. I uh-huh. could see Ukrainian refu- refugees coming here. I know of actually yeah. two, two who are coming to Toronto. Oh wow! Um, so uh, and the ESL uh, classes, at least at first, were completely funded by us, uh-huh. if I recall rightly. <clears throat> so. Um, Yeah, I think you're right about that, because I've been involved with novel marathons from early on, sort of intermittently, when um, Mel Malton and Martin Avery got together and started the whole project. In 2002. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's been at different venues throughout, sometimes in the downtown core at various spots. And I remember one time it was in a former bank. And so, yeah. That was the one that got me interested. Oh, okay. I saw the sandwich boards and the Skokka, you know, novel marathon happening. And I was like, oh, there's bound to be somebody I know in there. So I walked in and the writer energy was just amazing there were yeah. writers in the offices and writers behind the 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 teller stalls and writers in the vault yeah you know? people were vying <laughs> to be in the vault because <laughs> writers are shy yeah and and i just i was like i have to get into this somehow and so yeah. the next year i was in aha uh-huh. and you've been in ever since haven't missed one wow haven't missed one that's an awesome track record and i've been organizing them since 2002 10 I believe okay and you have a a great team generally sometimes it's been hard to get people I think are you still in need of people to volunteer in the future absolutely okay absolutely because the thing is that we've done the last well counting this one coming up we'll have done three online mm-hmm. and so we didn't need a food font food sponsor coordinator right so we feed the writers yes like that's one thing and we well do. <laughs> yeah some good restaurants yeah some in the early nice years i used to take dim timbits in just because yep. people were always just snacking on things but when you yep, got involved right. and they started to have more of a regular venue then food became a really big piece and it feeding did. the writers yeah. um it adds so much to and they the still whole... bring timbits anyway do they they snack, <laughs> they snack as well oh, okay yeah, yeah yeah so so for next year, we're going to need a food sponsor coordinator. Uh-huh. For next year, we're going to need a kitchen crew. And that's uh-huh. always the hardest to find is a kitchen yeah, crew. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and a venue coordinator. Okay. Um, though, well, we'll see what happens. And uh, actually, we're still in need of a social media, media person. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so the so, shout is out for all the volunteers. Do you right. have the venue set for next year already? We do. And where will it be? The Active Living Center around the back of the... Uh, of the Canada Summit Center. Yeah, yeah, Beautiful that's space, a great venue. Nicest, yeah, nicest space we ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know every every year we're phoning up the our contact in the mm-hmm. town, Greg Pilling, and saying, mm-hmm. oh, "We're doing another online one this yeah. year." <laughs> Next year, I am pretty sure it's going to be on person. In yes, person. I mean more than pretty sure because of how things are going with COVID. Yeah, like the the annual pattern that has now become apparent. Mm-hmm very low in July. Okay. And the fact that the government is really not pushing any precautions anymore. Yeah. I don't think they're going to start up again next summer. We'll keep our fingers crossed that everything goes smoothly and, and that will happen, but that will limit the number of writers in that space. So that's 40. That's at right. 40. But people can still join in and write online if they wish. That's right. Yeah. And you've We're had people from that, great yeah. distances. What I think you said Hawaii uh, was one of the locations. We, we've, had, we have, we've had a writer from Hawaii and in Hawaii for the last, mm-hmm. well, two years and 
in, in three counting this next one. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, she, she's every now and then we say, can you point your, uh, camera out your window so we can see the palm <laughs> trees waving in the breeze? And nice. Oh, she's in Honolulu. <laughs> uh, and so, so it's an international event then really? Uh, always has been. We've yeah. always, we've always had a uh, few Americans interested. Yeah. And, yeah. and even, uh, I think people had come here and participated in person who were That's right. from other countries sometimes. Sometimes, not, yeah. not often, um, but they'll do long drives. Like Julie yeah. Goldstein, she's from uh, somewhere near Cleveland, if I'm remembering rightly. Okay. Um, and she'd drive up. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is very cool. So yeah. so walk me through what it would be like next year for people in the venue if they were there participating live and in person. They show up, they get their computers set up. That's right. They get their goodie bag. Uh-huh. Uh, they, 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 uh, they're waiting for the bell to ring. <laughs> I borrow the bell from Jenny. Actually, that's not true. I used to, for a few years, I borrowed a lovely bell that Jenny yes, has. My Swiss cowbell. But, yes. Yeah. The Swiss cowbell. Now I've gone back to the brass ship bell, okay. which is my own. Um, and so, yeah, the bell rings and then it's, and they're often writing, get going and 10 pages. Somebody writes 10 pages before you know it it's incredible how fast they go at the start and that's kind of a benchmark for 10 pages and then they do what um well in the in-person one you you take a little strip of bright colored paper and you put the number 10 on it and you put it at the leftmost of the clotheslines thing that we have set up it has two ladders and and rope between it and uh and it used to be the horn but we don't do that anymore yeah. So, and then the writing energy just continues. People keep putting up 10 pages every time they write 10 pages, blam, yeah. there's another yeah. flag up and yeah. people cheer. And do you still have people dropping in to visit? You bet. Okay. I mean, if this is online this year, but next year, yeah, yeah. you're welcome. People can come in. I mean, that's how I got started. That's like right. So this year, um, because it's online, there won't be quite as much public fanfare, but it's still a very important cause and very it important is. to have donations come through Muskoka Novel Marathon for literacy in Muskoka. So Absolutely. tell us again how people can get in touch. www.muskokanovelmarathon.com. Okay. And thank you very much, K.M. Worstein, thank you for, for joining me. me on Muskoka Unlimited. <laughs>